Hey guys, and, you know, welcome back. I don't know why I feel the need to do an introduction, but at this point in time, I'm going to. Welcome back to Backyards and Basilisks. Now, I know in my previous announcement I said that I would be covering the story of a character named Ronan. Um, <laughs> and I'm definitely behind on my uh, schedule, but... I do actually have a good excuse for that. I recently am getting over a upper respiratory infection, which makes it very hard to pull off some of the voices that I can use. Um, so, this new segment that I'm calling Curse of the Altaians is actually going to follow the story of um, one of my long-standing characters. Her name is Krona. And I hope that y'all enjoy her story. She's she's been through some some stuff, but not all of it's bad. This first this first episode has a really really sad undertone, but don't let that fool you. Not all of her story is bad. I promise. Um, but I hope y'all enjoy it, and I'm glad to be back, everybody. And. Stay safe out there. Sickness is terrible, and I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. So, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for rejoining me on this really weird passion project of mine. Y'all have a good one, and I'll see y'all later, I guess. Well, I suppose it's time that somebody told a little bit about our story. <laughs> Many of you won't know who I am. In fact, now, and depending on the circumstances, my race in particular is actually quite well hidden now. Um, my name in particular is... <laughs> is Krona. No last name. Most of us tend not to have last names. I'm the daughter of Yurina Fife and Kronos. And we are of a race known as the Altaeans. Now the thing is, we're different. We're extremely powerful without even trying. Not that we're not faulty in our own ways. <laughs> I was born and grew up in a city known as Isis. A city that rises and falls and rises again. It... It's always been. It's been destroyed and found, destroyed and recreated, it seems to be a never-ending loop. And I don't even know a fraction of its history. I was kind of a troublemaker growing up, I'm not gonna lie. I had a tendency to um, try to break into places that I wasn't supposed to be, such as the armory or people's houses. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that, especially if you have a father who is as strict as my own. 
Papa, he, he wasn't a bad father. Don't get me wrong. It's just, he had his way of showing affection and his way of showing discipline. Um, my childhood did leave me with some scars from that discipline. It's all that Papa knew. But my story doesn't exactly really start until, well, <laughs> another inevitable fall of Isis. We didn't see it coming. Papa saw it coming, but we didn't see it coming. And my story starts with me waking up amongst a forest of crystal trees, amongst the shattered remains of crystal, and surrounded by a small group of people who had found me. Now, it's quite jarring going from wandering the streets of your hometown in one instant to waking in a crystal forest the next, not knowing what's going on. We... I didn't know what was happening. Um, and I'm certainly sure I scared the people who found me, except for one individual. One of my friends that I grew up with, actually, her, by the name of Yatera. But the others, they didn't expect me. I've already explained that my race is uncommon, extremely so. And one of my greatest irritations is I am constantly mislabeled as a celestial or as an angel. I'm not. I'm an Altain. Granted, the feathery wings do not help. Yes, I suppose if I had to compare myself to any other creature in existence, then yes, I would, I would definitely look like an angel. Not that I'm trying, but you, you get my point. <laughs> so with the dark black feathery wings with platinum cores, my black hair with a platinum streak, and the luminescent green eyes, yeah, I can see where people get that confused. But I'm not, I'm not an angel. I'm not an angel. I, I just, I, I really cannot stand being mislabeled as an angel. I really can't. I'm not. But I woke up amongst these trees, not understanding what was going on. And this group that I was with, we, we started wondering. The only place that I could see to get some sort of answers was to find some sort of bastion of civilization and try to learn what was going on. To try to find any of my people, any other denizens of Isis that might be somewhere? <laughs> Man. Looking back on it now, I, I wasn't extremely intelligent back then. Um, so we traveled. Um, meeting an individual named Guide that he, he didn't, he never gave us his name. Even to this day, I don't know his name. 
We just call them Guide. Um, Guide, or the Guide, led us through the forest towards one of the larger cities that was supposed to populate the area. I can't say that our travels were smooth. They weren't. Travels never are. A woman who was traveling with us stumbled in the low underbrush and broke her leg. That didn't go well. Um, <laughs> we eventually got it bound and uh, continued on our way slowly. But of course, that's, that's not the only... It's not the only trouble we ran into. These crystal trees, I'd never seen anything like them. It was something new. And it was something that the creatures of the forest adapted to as well. Including... A very large... Giganotosaurus... That we happened to gain the attention of. Now, Yotera, she's a little like me. She's not quite what she appears. Yotera, her parents are Frejera, a kitsune, and Morgan. An extremely rare male nymph. So she's part nymph, part kitsune. Now when this Giganotosaurus appeared, Yeter was able to hold it enthralled, uh, stunned, while I picked up the rest of our group and flew them to safety, and then went back to get her. Of course, when she revealed the nymph side of her, um, our lovely guide saw her and, for lack of better words, was mesmerized. <clears throat> not that our, not that our travels to the city went any better. So, Giganotosaurus avoided and trek through forest going well. After that, we finally did make our way to a city. It's been so long, I can't even remember the name of it, but we did meet a man there by the name of Red. Large, burly, big red beard, big sword on his back. Um, and this, this city was a steampunk-esque uh, it ran off a lot of clockwork and gears and had a, had a major train line to another city that we could go to. Red was cordial. He was pleasant. He It was nice to talk to him. He didn't start trying to worship me the second he saw me. It was, it was amazing. It was grand. I loved it. Um, the unfortunate circumstance is that the Giganotosaurus followed us <laughs> and started to terrorize the town. Now, I was still so young back then and didn't realize that I could have potentially protected the people of this town. Could have. I didn't realize that I had that potential. 
So we fled, hopped onto one of the trains, and left to go to one of the larger cities. I wish I could say that things went well for us from there on, but I'd be lying. Almost as soon as we got off of the train, we were captured. And it's not because of Yatera. It wasn't because of our other party member. It was because of me. Winged. Graceful beyond most human measure. I was automatically targeted as an exotic creature. Exotic creatures were highly sought after, bought, and sold. It was there that I learned that humans had become the dominant species. Elves, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, more exotic races such as yon tea, werewolves, scions. They'd become extinct. They didn't exist anymore. Dragons were myth. <sighs> that was probably one of the most depressing moments of my life if I was being honest. How do you react when you wake up in a place that you don't know, travel, are captured, and then some jackass who's holding you in an area you can't escape from tells you that you're an exotic creature and that everything you've ever known doesn't exist anymore. I was upset. And I didn't like being caged. And as much as I'm a pacifist, I tried to get us out of this bunker we found ourselves in. Which was a mistake. My race is rare. My race is... isn't common and is powerful in of its own right. Why are we powerful? It's because we're a race that's born directly from the planet, from the life energy of the planet. We have a direct tie to it. We can call on, manipulate, control, and preserve this life energy. Somehow, these humans that had captured me and my friends had somehow made a prison out of this life energy. They'd somehow made it into a solid form. Now the thing about that, yes, I can control it. But I was so inexperienced back then. I tried my best to try and get out of that prison. But if I did what I wanted to do, which was break through it, my friends would have died. This life energy that I'm so intrinsically tied with, it's poison to everyone else. There is literally, biologically speaking, there is literally a 1% chance that a being who isn't intrinsically tied with this life energy if they come into contact with it, they will die. 
and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Well, there wasn't at the time. I didn't know how. I was so young. Ugh, I'm so exasperated with myself. I can't believe how inexperienced I was back then. So, I didn't know what to do. We were trapped. This man was talking about selling me because I was some sort of exotic creature, like I was some fucking prize animal. Oh, I was livid. And worst case scenario, we were actually all sold as a group fairly quickly. Why is it worst case scenario? Because we were sold quickly. That's, that's the thing. That's the problem. But the worst case scenario ended up being the best case scenario. The person who bought us, I don't even know how he pulled it off. I don't even know how he knew I was there. But somehow, my father, Papa, he found us. I don't know how, but he found us and he got us out of there. Now, like I said, my, my Papa was rough. He, he was strict and distant and cold and didn't know how to express his emotions. And despite all of that, I still loved him dearly. I was so overwhelmed at the time. I was alone except for Yotera. I didn't know where my papa was. I didn't know where my mom was. And then all of a sudden, there he was. Getting me out of some stupid danger that I had somehow gotten myself into. I don't know how he did. But he did. He led us out of this place. To a carriage on the outskirts of this large city into the forest and there we found it wasn't just us that Papa had saved had found he'd been going from city to city and finding more of our people werewolves and Yanti and scions, and elves, and dwarves. All of them. He was going through the cities and finding them, and bringing them all together. So he took this group of us that he had found, and he led us to a large, large mountain, and into a cave, where there were even more of us. More denizens of Isis, more creatures who were considered little more than myth at this point. I honestly wish that I could say my stupid decisions stopped after getting captured, but of course they didn't. And maybe this wasn't really a stupid decision, but it was a mistake that I didn't think I would make. It was, it was a physical trip up. Papa went back out to go find more people, to find more of our denizens and bring them back to the cave. 
before he left, he explained to us what happened. Isis had always been in conflict with another civilization known as Dahara. A magic that these individuals have control of is not a common magic. And Papa had devised a system to protect us in the worst case scenario of this magic going awry. What this worst case scenario did was it combined, it combined our ability to manipulate the life essence of the planet with magic to perform, not perform, to, to create a protective shell in a crystalline form. So these crystal trees that caused unstable wild magic that had transformed the flora and fauna into crystal creatures. This was all Papa's doing. He explained to me that the defense mechanism worked. Mostly. The only thing he didn't foresee was that the denizens wouldn't be able to escape these protective shelves afterwards. The magic had to wear off. The problem with that being is how long it took it to wear off. We, the denizens of Isis and our allies, we had been trapped in crystal trees for thousands of years. We disappeared off the face of the planet. Other species who didn't live within Isis or any of her allies' territories, they died, were hunted. Humans had become the dominant species and... No memory was left of us. No memory was left of the other species, either. And if they did still exist, they had gone into hiding. But we were starting to wake. After explaining this to me, Papa had gone out to go find more. While leaving us behind. To help secure the area and secure our people. He asked us to do that. He asked me to do that. Papa had always been the head of security for ISIS. And I will admit, one of my biggest faults was I felt an unprecedented need to make my parents proud of me. Despite the fact that I wasn't like either one of them. Unlike my papa, I was a pacifist, and unlike my mother, I had no interest in technology and inventing and building things. No. I was... I was an oddball. I liked food. I liked wandering around and breaking into places. I liked finding secret things. I was nothing like my parents, but I felt this unprecedented need to make them proud of me. So when Papa asked me to secure the area and protect our people while he was gone, I took it to heart. 
I went to the one who was leading the camp. A werewolf, if I remember correctly. And asked him what needed to be done. He told me that further into the caves had not been cleared. So taking it upon myself, and being my father's daughter, and knowing that I'm an Altaian, and I should be hardy enough, I should be physically capable enough to handle some cave-dwelling creatures, I went to try and clear them out. And granted, yes, I am strong. I am so strong. I didn't take into account what I could do to myself if I fucked up. I remember it happening, and I remember afterwards. I was chasing a cloaker, is what the creature is called, and in my overconfidence, my staff, which is made of the life essence of the planet, solidified. It's the hardest material on the planet. I was chasing this cloaker and accidentally stuck my staff into the ground and, of course, the momentum of my flight carried me directly into it. I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. I can't remember how much it hurt when I impaled myself on my own staff. <clears throat> I can't remember the stunned silence. And then I can't remember anything for a time. Being a creature of the planet. When we die, we go back to it. And we're eventually reborn. Granted, we're reborn without memory. So for a time, I don't remember anything. And then after that, a part of my consciousness ended up back with the planet. I could remember that much, but another part of me ended up back with my papa. I didn't understand it then. I do now. It's because papa is from another place. Papa is from another planet. So I'm composed of the life energies of two places. And I remember his anger and his rage. An unfortunate thing about my people. <laughs> We're looked at and people only see our strength. They don't see our flaws. The unfortunate thing is, my people were prone to anger, 
and were prone to emotional instability. So when Papa came back to that cave and saw me dead, he lost it. And when we lose ourselves to our emotions, to our rage, the world suffers for it. He lost control and someone of his immense power losing control in that way doesn't end well. Papa destroyed the continent that we were on. He didn't just cut a bloody path through the people, through the animals in the forest. He didn't just cut a bloody path with his sword, which he very much could have. No. In a flash, in a blink of an eye, Papa decimated that strip of land, flattened it. There was nothing left. No mountains stood, no forests, no lakes, no gullies, no hills, no cities, no people, no life whatsoever. It was all gone. I could feel the timbre of his emotions. And in desperation, the part of me that had returned to the planet sought out my mother. And the part of me that had returned to my father tried to speak sense into his ear. I'm not proud of my first days adventuring, trying to find myself and learn what I'm capable of. But I've learned from them. I just wish it got better from here. It doesn't. Not until much later. <laughs>